Hello, hello, and welcome to It Takes Two to Tango from me, your host, Tango Latodo. And I would just like to say happy birthday to someone in Florida, and this is your little birthday present. I did promise to read one of my stories, and this will be a two-parter, I think, but it will start with Billy the Binman, as written and published on the social web 3 site Hive. Cock-a-doodle-doo blared out the phone from the bedside table. A well-judged elbow in the ribs woke Billy from a deep slumber. Oh, for fluff's sake, it's Sunday, exclaimed Billy. Well, you only have yourself to blame, as you were the one that volunteered to work overtime, Billy, said Mrs. Binman. Aye, right enough, Hen, replied Billy, as he got out of bed and plodded through to the kitchen to make his coffee. After finishing the three S's and bringing Mrs. Binman her morning coffee, Billy stepped outside, he sat on the wall, and he waited for his morning lift. Soon enough, headlights came hurtling towards Billy. Even though it was summer in Scotland, it was still dark at three o'clock in the morning. With an almighty screech of its brakes, the big bright yellow bin lorry pulled up alongside the curb, and in jumped Billy. Good morning, you ugly numpty, grumped Colin towards Billy. Good? It's fluffing four on a Sunday morning. What's good about it, you bobag? retorted Billy back to Colin. Actually, it is good, William, because you are alive, William. It is good, William, because we are all alive, William. Never forget that, William. And good morning, William. Clinton was the intellectual of the trio. Educated at Oxford in England, Quentin had successfully trained as a doctor. However, he had since found out that he had a fear of blood. And even more bizarre was that he had a fear of people. This meant that being a doctor was impossible. And Quentin the doctor had become Quentz the binman and he absolutely loved it. Ach, enough of the philosophical, philosophical claptrap quints. We're all trying to wake up here. Speak for yourself, William. Some of us have been up for two hours already, William. Perhaps you would like to collect a lorry from the depot, William. Get our schedule sorted, William. And then pick us all up for a change, William. <laughs> Aye, right, keep your fluffing hair on. Oh, wait, you don't have any, laughed Billy. For the last three years, swearing had been banned by the council, and if someone swore, they had to pay a fine. So now the three men in the bin lorry would fluff and swear all day long without actually swearing. What's for dinner, Bobag? asked Colin, swiftly changing the subject. Pants it replied Billy. What's fluffing pansy when it's at home? asked Colin. Not pansy, it's pansit, and it's basically noodles. Why not call it noodles then? You had fluffing, what was it? Ah yes, a repas the other night. 
Why not call that a sandwich? Because ye Neanderthal. They are arepas from Venezuela. And they are basically corn cakes. You call things as they're called in their country of origin. You would not call haggis stomach-filled shite, would you? You speak shite, you really do, Billy. What was it that the missus made you the other night? Oh yes, I remember. A fluff and a cara. A cara. And it is a delicious bean cake. So call it bean cakes then. I swear you have a bloody United Nations harem in your house, Billy boy. Ah, behave, Colin. Don't be a jealous arse now. Children, children, calm down. As I've told you many times before, a pizza a day keeps the doctor away, laughed Quince. The could-be doctor that wasn't. Anyway, our route is starting at Hope Street today, and we're nearly there, so get yourselves ready, said Quince. Hope! I need some bloody hope sharing a cab, but you two numpties laughed, Billy. Don't we all, chimed in Colin and Quince in unison. Despite the hostility towards each other, Billy, Colin and Quince were the best of friends, and had been working together as a team for the last ten years. They had been voted the council's best bin team for the last eight years, and it meant that they were known as the Troubleshooters, and were sent where no other bin lorry would dare to go. Today's route would see them start at Hope Street and finish up at Rage Road. Quince was a designated driver, and he just sat behind the wheel all day long. It was Colin and Billy who would wheel the bins and put them into the trash part of the lorry to be crushed. This morning, they were working quickly and had emptied the bins on Hope Street in no time. Now the troubleshooters were working on Trouble Terrace. The clients, the council made the binmen refer to the bins as clients, on Trouble Terrace were the worst in the kingdom. The people living in Trouble Terrace were a rabid bunch and Billy and Colin never knew what they would find up on Trouble Terrace. Hey Billy, do you think it's break time yet? Ah, let's finish Trouble Terrace then we can stop for a cuppa, grinned Billy in the dark. Fair enough, just three more bins and we'll have a cuppa, Colin. Suddenly Billy stopped, frozen in his tracks as he spied his next bin. Hey, Colin, get your bloody arse here right now. What is it? shouted Colin. Look, look, what's hanging out the top of the bin? What is it? shouted Colin again. It's a fluffing foot! Thank you, that is part one. We shall conclude part two at a later date. Thank you, and goodbye.